Ah, 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 ah. It's corporate lunch. The Larry Bird episode of corporate lunch. Couple of threes. Downtown. 33. Episode 33. 3-3. Were you a Larry Bird fan growing up? Yeah. Yeah. I think my, my dad was, so I was. Inherited. De facto, Larry yeah, Bird fan. He was a New Englander, and then so it was. It was in the house. It was a thing. Larry Bird could really hit the three, but then when you think now of the Steph Curry era, it kind of blows the mind. How would he hold up? Probably not <laughs> in today's league. I think he'd have two broken knees. Maybe in a game of horse. You know, this is the. Uh, we're here to talk. To, we're going to talk about social media. We're going to talk about feeds. We're going to talk about maintaining your personal brand. We're going to talk about Twitter, Instagram. I don't know. Maybe you have something to say about Facebook. I damn sure don't. No. Nothing. LinkedIn. <laughs> LinkedIn. No. Are we? Are we? Should we spend the whole pod talking about LinkedIn? Uh, my LinkedIn inbox is lit with young CEOs putting me on, <laughs> <laughs> putting me onto their brand. Uh, my name is Will Welch. This is Noah Johnson. We so, would like you to uh, invite you to join the LinkedIn network. Engage with this episode. Engage with this episode. Um, let us know your title. Some of the uh, key <laughs> points on your resume. <laughs> Um, any I've, tech skills you have? Like, are you proficient in Microsoft Word? Do you have any secondary languages? How how are you with with Excel? I do have LinkedIn. Do you have a LinkedIn account? You, you do. I own. I have one. Yeah. Dude, are you looking for a job? <laughs> Sam, hit me up. I don't. Sam doesn't have one. I don't Sam, know Noah's why. Sam, looking for a job, dude. <laughs> dude, I'm not. But I don't know why I have one. I've never had a meaningful interaction there. I do sometimes get um, like I see it in my Just inbox. Just a boy. And, Looking uh, for meaningful <laughs> interactions and, uh, on LinkedIn. It's a lot of recruiters on there that will will um, come after you for weird jobs. No, there's very things. There's very very few things about you that make me sad. Having a LinkedIn, but account. this is one absolutely. Yeah, this I'll delete is just it. Depressing. I'll delete it. I don't. I don't know. I don't remember why I have it. It must have been a moment of desperation. Do you remember when? Um, uh, Kylie Jenner tweeted, does anyone even use Snapchat anymore? Lol. <laughs> I just sunk a whole fucking <laughs> <And it> just <laughs> torpedoed. media empire. I feel like corp- this episode of Corporate Lunch is just going to destroy uh, the valuation of LinkedIn. Does anyone even use I'm on a mission. LinkedIn anymore? Lol. Yo, Noah, fuck your LinkedIn. Fuck LinkedIn. LinkedIn fuck is- your resume. <laughs> you got a perfectly good job. I don't use LinkedIn. You're perfectly happy where you are. You're well compensated. Your family's taken care of. What more do you need, man? I got a podcast. <laughs> I got. Noah, I, I, Sam <laughs> said people were endorsing <laughs> Noah for podcasting. I use on it LinkedIn. for for promotional purposes. You got to reach these young CEOs, man. Dude, they're the, they're the future. Dude, when you found GQ, GQ style and corporate lunch, you found your home. Yeah. Anyway, hit no up on LinkedIn with any job <laughs> offers, with any lucrative job offers. I haven't. I'll, I, LinkedIn, I could give or take. Facebook is sort of another Are you situation. on it? I have a Facebook account, yeah. yeah. I haven't logged in in a very long time. And the only reason I didn't delete like, it- since the Since the 90s? N- more recently than the 90s, but there's a couple things very annoying about it, which I think probably people understand. One is I use Facebook to log into a bunch of other shit. Oh yeah, and then I don't know now what happens if I decide to change that and what yeah. problems that will cause. That's just like a trick. That's a great grift from Zuck. And then the other is um, young Zuck. I don't know. There's photos and stuff on there. I guess I'd want to save. I guess there's a way to do that. But one thing that's interesting about the the privacy paranoia is, I mean, I guess my social security number, my credit cards, my routing, my bank routing number feels private. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have that much interesting information to steal. Yeah, I feel the same way. So I'm a little bit like I want to be, I want, you know, my natural inclination is like a healthy dose of paranoia about like, you know, agents of the state, quote killer Mike. It's about like the potential. But I'm sort of like, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm. Something that you know, the, all the all the cameras on yeah. our on our shit makes me a little being nervous. Recorded. You're not gonna, I'm not, you're not gonna catch me with an Alexa in my house. Yeah, for sure. I think, but uh, just in general, that like Facebook's got my information because I did I did have a Facebook page for like four months, mm-hmm. 
10 years ago. <laughs> um, so, you know, I don't know. Do, what do they have? What do they have? What well, do they have that I haven't willingly given like 6,000 websites? Like, the other credit thing card is you never, I've never once logged on period with under the premise that there was any sort of privacy, that, that anything that I was like, that was collected within yeah. was somehow private. You're like, mm, interesting to log onto this social media network. I'm going to give you my date of birth. Yeah. My age. Yeah. My, well, I guess that's the same. What, what grade I'm in? It. Yeah, you know your zip code. All this—they're obviously collecting your information. My top five favorite albums. But God knows who has our information at this point. Noah, um, take me through a day in your just an average day. You know, speed speed me through your day of social media usage. Oh, God, do I have to Let tell me start you? this. Do, I have to tell do you do you blink open your eyes and reach for your iPhone? Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, do I have to tell the truth? And yeah, the whole the truth, truth and nothing but Yeah, the phone sleeps next to me. You not wake up in like, bed, but you wake up like ah! <laughs> grab her phone. <laughs> uh, me and my wife, me and my domestic partner actually keep our phones between each other in bed. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's like under my pillow and I'm like, man, this is just the juice is going straight into the brain. <laughs> OK, so you wake up. Tell me what you do. Twitter or Instagram. I wake up, I check the inboxes for some reason. Ooh, email first. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know why. Yeah. Gmail and, and work? Yeah. And then Which it, order? Um I don't even know. I think personal. One or the other. Yeah. Yeah. Personal, then your conde. Um, but email is becoming less and less interesting. Like yeah, nothing I, I, I'm, it's over more email. likely I'm gonna get an unusual text message from someone interesting overnight than an email. Definitely. Um and Increasing then, amount of business being done over text message. And then it depends. Like this morning, there was big news from Korea and um, our president. So I kind of do- dove right into Twitter. And uh-huh. a lot of the news happened overnight while, during so, my so snoozing hours. Did so you I, get like a complete New York Times take before you started reading the secondary No, not really. Takes? This And this is like the thing is I just I just went into the feed. Yeah, and just got all <laughs> right of this the secondary feed. takes, and just like pieced <laughs> it all together. I didn't really read a meaningful, but partly that's because in this situation, I mean, this is maybe crazy, but this is a situation where like I don't need to read all the particulars. It's just also like, North Korea. It's pure take. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's take. actually no news. There's a photo op, and then there's takes, it's and that's just what, take. There's no news there. That's what that's what went down. But other like if I was like so what my behavior on social media in the morning depends on like the night before so if i was out last night or doing something fun and i was like lighting up the <laughs> the stories <laughs> the, sto- the ig stories yeah i'd probably go right into the gram and be like oh let's see what sort of interactions i had overnight meaningful interactions. but i didn't do anything meaningful on ig last night so it, it didn't really come to mind right now um let's let's talk a little bit well, well let's continue so take me take me through your day so then I pretty much, the, the phone t- gets a break for like a couple then, hours. Then the second part of your brain blinks on and you're like, Check must LinkedIn. feed child. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> After I've gone through the LinkedIn inbox. Now, now and, that uh, I know how lit my Instagram stories were for last <laughs> night, I wonder how my child is doing. And then, um, yeah, the next, the rest, the rest of the morning is non, is, is pretty much not really a digital thing. It's, it's um, a real life thing. And then. Uh, the commute, the commute during the commute, I will resume my digital interactions. And again, it sort of depends on what's popping. Ideally, I just put on a podcast. Uh, I just re-listened to old episodes of corporate lunch. (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) What'd you listen to this morning? Uh, I listened to 27. (laughs) And then, uh, but like if something, see my behavior on social media really varies and it really depends on like what's in the air and what's happening. And if I'm excited by something or if there's a conversation, it could be as as simple as like, Skate Twitter is like arguing about like a new video part that just dropped, and I just can't. So resist. you're staying in. I'm just like yeah, refreshing. It's, it's like, like when Ye came back on Twitter. Yeah. It was like I, I didn't even know what Instagram was for exactly seven hours. No, seven days. And then, um, like Twitter to me has the ability to do that. It can like pull me in and hook me, and then it can bore the shit out of me and sort of repulse me. And it yeah. just depends on like what's happening and where I am with it, like how complacent I've been, like, and what my purpose is, you know what I mean? Like there's entertainment, there's killing time, there's like seeking out information, there's, you know, all that stuff. Following a a spiraling take. But more often than not, more often than not, I will spend my commuting time, which could be up to an hour, is typically not that long, just kind of like scrolling. Yeah. 
flicking the thumb. Yep. How's your thumb? Do you have Do you have any like physical? Have there been any physical alterations I to your right hand I, because of your iPhone <laughs> usage? I'm not, being serious. Not that I've noticed. Okay. I I feel like a little bit arthritic. Yeah. What What'll often happen? I'm on um uh I'm on airplanes to Los Angeles. Yeah. And, and from Los Angeles to New York a lot. Yeah. And oftentimes I'm on my phone. You know, I just get on the Wi-Fi and I just work for my phone the entire time yeah and then i get arthritic feelings yeah in my right hand yeah i've like written filed stories from my phone and i mean the iphone is incredible i can melt a six-hour flight it's as though it didn't happen just crush it just just working for my phone and and like moving between social media and email and so on do you do any social media no you know do you do any social media on desktop at all uh, I have computer. Twitter open you're, you're during rarely. most. I have Twitter open most days, but I probably only. I mean, there are some days where it's sitting there open. And I don't look at it, um, and then I'm also not at my desk that much right. during over the course of a day. Right. So um, there are, there are whole days where I realize at the end of the day that I have not been on the internet. A pivotal moment. Like I like don't just missed what was going on. A pivotal, Thankfully, there's you and Sam and Mark Anthony Green and people like that who we will come have, screaming in. Will, <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> I'm tweeting. <laughs> Check the feeds, Will. A pivotal moment for me in social media consumption was I was a major Google reader head. Mm. That's a, that was an RSS feed. Yeah. Uh, that Google operated that collected the latest posts from all of the websites that I was following. This yeah. is pre, like, before I had a Twitter. This is before Twitter and Instagram. Google Reader then shut down, and I was left, and me and many other people were left with this sort of, like, hole, this void, yeah. where, like, where's how am I getting the information? I can't just go to URLs or use, like, a bookmark tab or something. Yeah. And there are other RSS feeds, but Google Reader was superior for various reasons. That led me directly into Twitter, and I think ever since my dependency and my sort of like interaction with Twitter has been very much informed by the absence of Google Reader. Yeah, and so it's it's very much a um, it's not just like takes and memes and jokes. It's also like a content aggregator slash exactly slash delivery system slash curation device, which like has its problems because I often deceive myself into like leaning on that aspect of it too heavily. Yeah, and then. And then, like, not really acknowledging like all the empty calories that like come along with it, or yeah. the fact that like, actually or, or the hard skew to your news, yeah, yeah, <laughs> big time, yeah. Um, how so how often do you kind of like rethink your following, your fo- who you follow on Twitter? Not often enough, and yeah. I find that um, sometimes my whole like attitude towards it can be shaped by just a couple people that I'm seeing way yeah. too much, yeah. and that I suddenly <laughs> realize like I don't need to follow this like. You know, important like media critic or or like pop culture. Why do I spend thirty percent of my day thinking about Maggie Haberman? <laughs> How did this happen? Yeah, this is that, not my beautiful life. And I think the algorithm must do things. Maggie Haberman is a good example, but like the algorithm must, Twitter must feel like I want to see a lot of her shit, or she's just posting way more than anybody else. But like, yeah, it can I, I dominate. think she's an animal. And then you can just be like, hey, all she's just all a due respect, animal. and and you know, I'll read her stuff when she drops a, a heater. But like, you can smash the unfollow and just get on with your life, and you're never yeah. gonna like miss. Amazing it. what you won't miss after smashing unfollow. But it's hard to. I try to do it somewhat frequently, but it's hard to. Instagram's really tough too. Like I dive back in, I'm like, damn. If I'm following like over a thousand people, I'm just like, that's too many. So. How um how do you use Instagram? You kind of ch- do you find little stolen moments throughout the day to check in, and then there's like a session yeah. in the morning, and then like a session pre bed or what? Yeah, um, it's kind of like more Instagram on the weekend, and then Twitter during the week. Right, and then it's, that has a logic to it. Yeah, that I feel like follows the sort of pace of life uh, for myself. Um, I'm big on the Instagram stories. I love it. Yeah. I'm still You're into heavy. it. I remember when it launched, I had just signed up for Snapchat and I could not figure that shit out. Yeah, I was Snapchat fully was like... having the like, nope, sorry, dog. You're over 30. This is not for you. Yeah. And other friends had it down and they're like, it's just like this. And I'm like, but there's no feed, whatever. And I've, I feel vindicated because that shit is, I mean, I don't just, really know, but to me, it seems melted. like it's just gone. Yeah. Well, cer- and, certainly for our generation, we were like, ah, oh, yeah. It's fixed. We tried. Problem and then, solved. Um, around that same time, Instagram was just get it, just like lost all of its energy to me. I was just totally like, I don't know these people, the filters and these composed images and the 
adding all the brands and the it just didn't feel like it was going anywhere and then they the, launched the heavy curation yeah it yeah. was just it was too starting much. to get a little like candy candy totally. sickness and uh i find my i found myself looking at it rarely and starting to feel like a little bit like maybe i was going to be liberated from this thing yeah and then boom, sucked you right back in launched stories and i now immediately you- like it made sense to me it was like a really fun thing to do especially for like if you do things like go to a lot of concerts fashion shows skateboarding like all yeah. this stuff that's just like doesn't really need to exist forever but you kind of just want to share and it's fun and other people check it out and might say some stuff and you want to see other people doing that stuff stories is perfect for that yeah and it hooked me yeah right like back in. like you skating with the homies is is quality ig stories content let me ask you this do you has has getting back into instagram via ig stories do you are you back to paying attention to your feed or do you mostly like stay in the stories realm? A little bit, but sometimes I'll like I'll like go the th- I'll do like a three swipes on the feed and, and be like, like eh. nah. Because one thing that's I first realized that there were people who that a lot of P- Instagram users were just staying in the story zone. Yeah. When I started seeing people with with tons of followers. Yeah. Posting on their stories that they had done a new feed post. Oh, to like yeah. Check so they're my, like driving yeah. traffic for all the for their like millions of followers who yeah. don't look at the feed. They were like new post up, yeah, which is almost like tweeting that you like tumbled. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and they'll like they'll post the photo, but like obscure it, yeah, and then be like new post up, yeah, go smash the like button, yeah. I the other thing that one other way I would get back into the feed is like. I'll go through these like crazy manic episodes where I'll follow like 50 different like Japanese like fashion, like vintage Japanese boutiques or something like this. And I just can't get enough of it. And I'm like, I'll just load up on these things. And then my feed becomes like filled with (laughs) weird (laughs) Japanese vintage workwear. And like, that's cool. And then I get sick of it and I unfollow them. But like, I'll go through these phases. Do you keep the like three best ones? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I, you like let it sit for a little while, and then you have to kind of check in and be like, eh, "Do I still need this?" Let me ask you something. There seems to be, um, you know, I don't work for Wired magazine or whatever, so I'm not like necessarily fully up to speed. But there seems to be an increasing amount of research, increasing amount of revelations about like some pretty nefarious research that's been done by the tech companies about how to keep us hooked into our yeah. phones and our applications. Yeah. So that complicates a um, the driving take my driving take on social media, yeah. Which is that Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of these things are um, like ethically neutral. Yeah, they're right. just platforms. Just platforms. Yeah. Like like Instagram, you know, you can be <clears throat> tricked by the fact that it has like branding and a little icon and certain color schemes and design yeah. and, and um, not advertising, but some stuff that has been like f- like established by Instagram about like the kind of content that it what's on it, yeah. that it that it that it wants on it in a way. But at the end of the day, it's just a platform with certain functionality. Yeah, it allows and it has very, very like specific um, uh, rails. So it allows you to post photos. It allows you to tag those photos to other people. Yep. It allows you a caption. It allows you emoji. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. There are just certain things that it does. Yeah. And if the result of your interaction with that platform is that like you have insane FOMO, you you hate all your best friends, right. um, you feel like everybody's life is better than yours, it makes you feel small and shitty, or like. You being on Instagram makes you feel like the king of this town. You're cooler than everyone. You can't believe the amount of like positive reinforcement. Yeah. Whatever, whatever it is emotionally that you get from Instagram yeah. is like in some ways a projection in a mirror. Yeah. And you're really just um, getting uh, you're you're feeding in and pulling out all of that meaning. Yeah. And Instagram itself doesn't provide it. So right. same goes for Twitter. Same goes for for Facebook. LinkedIn, yeah. Well, that's going to be the last time we say LinkedIn on this podcast. <laughs> From now on, if anybody says that word, it, Sam's going to edit it out with some sound effects. Does corporate lunch have a LinkedIn with account? A, with the alien, famous aliens burping sound effect. Um, so that w- that has always been my my take. It actually remains my take, but it may have to be adjusted a little bit yeah. by like this idea that um, we're actually being like mentally fucked with. Yeah. And like we're we're uh, you know our dopamine and stuff is being manipulated. 
Because I kind of felt like, dude, I'm responsible for my own dopamine. Like, if I keep, if I can't, like, establish a healthy relationship to my iPhone, if I can't establish a healthy relationship to Instagram, like, that's on me. I can't get mad at, like, you know, the ghost of Steve Jobs or, um, you know, uh, whoever it is on Instagram that makes me feel X, Y, or Z. I sort of feel like I'm above it. I'm probably wrong, but like my thing is like, well, I'm smarter than that. I see that coming. I acknowledge that. I believe that 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 nefarious stuff is probably happening deliberately because, you know, people stand to profit or at least collect enough information to, to profit from. But in a way I'm like, well, but I'm like this sort of more savvy, more advanced user. I kind of, Not only are you a corporate stuff. lunch listener, <laughs> you're a host. Exactly. You, don't, you don't fall easily. I have a podcast uh, <laughs> that I co-host. And so, but that's a real, but it's, I mean, I, you have to, it's the same thing goes for like the privacy thing where it's like this funny thing where I'm like, yeah, sure. All that stuff's happening, but not really to me. Yeah. Or it is happening to me a little bit, but I don't not, really care. You can't care. actually hurt my family. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm cool with it. You yeah. take what you want from me. I'm a, I'm just... Because it's like you can also, you know, you're you're being monitored. Every all your behavior is being monitored to some extent. You know, you walk into a department store or something, and the same sort of thing is happening. So, like, you know, you just gotta. A quick note on the paranoia thing. Like, <laughs> I like I have a healthy dose of it, but at the same time, like, I mean, it's interesting as the technology advances. But in general, like, like one of the driving forces of conspiracy theories is this idea that there's a them. Yeah, and that's that there's a cabal who's organized and they meet behind closed doors and they decide things Mm -hmm. for the masses. Like, have you ever watched our government attempt to function? (laughs) Like it is not organized. You know what I mean? Like, like if 13 people could get in a, in a, in a closed conference room, like at a Masonic hall and decide the fate of the universe, I have no doubt that they would do that, but they, they actually can't like (laughs) align their iCals to all get in the same room. Like, the government is a mess. Yeah, they're all wasting too much time looking at their feeds anyway. So Everybody, no, everybody's <laughs> everybody's on Facebook. They're not actually like making nefarious decisions about the Now maybe that's naive. I don't know. How important to you is like Instagram for instance as an image maker and as someone who has to sort of uh keep up, keep pace with the culture. Do you feel like it's totally crucial or is it just a little extra sort of bonus that like a little flight seasoning that you can dip as, into. as soon as you i've as, as soon as you feel like it's totally crucial you can name three people who aren't on it who yeah. are succeeding yeah. who are thriving in all sorts of ways right now one thing i think about all the time is i haven't been on i was on facebook for a very limited i haven't i basically have never been on facebook yeah effectively yeah and i have never as far as i can tell missed a damn thing yeah now what now, but I'm like, but you know, my culture is really on Instagram, so I have to be on Instagram. Yeah. Do I have to be on Instagram? If I deleted it tomorrow, would I ever miss it? The way I never missed Facebook at all. I don't know, but it does feel to me. I've I've had a very complex. Uh, I mean, I'm not trying to make it sound more interesting than it is. I've had a. a a convoluted and, and constantly evolving relationship to social media. Yeah. I was on Twitter early yeah. and I was on there like for like work purposes. Was it like n- GQ staff no, was like, we're getting nah, on nah, here. Nah, nah, nah. No. I was just on Twitter and I was like, I would do these like set pieces. I, I remember this one uh-huh. time where I pretended I was at the Grammys <laughs> and, I, and I was just like tweeting as though I was like at like, you know, a really popular musician at the Gra- not a popular musician, just that I was like me and I was at yeah. the Grammys and I was like giving shout outs to people I saw. <laughs> Wait, and, why did you stop doing And this? making up interactions <laughs> and people were, people would like, you know, text me like, yo man, your Twitter's really funny. Yeah. And then one day I just lost it completely. Like I, I got detached from it yeah. and I never went back in that way. Yeah. And now I basically use Twitter and like as, as boring my Twitter's pretty bad. Promotes unless you're stuff. unless you're trying to keep up with like what's going on with GQ, GQ style, and corporate lunch. Yeah, like my Twitter's not going to be that profound for yeah. you. Yeah, and the occasional like Bonnie Prince. It's funny, but for, but for a minute you like had you had the touch though. Like you were like, oh yeah, yeah, early, uh, early, yeah, early, yeah, yeah, early. Yeah, yeah, early. like at Jack days. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and then Instagram, you know, same kind of deal. I like became increasingly um, frustrated with it as like some sort of lifestyle. Yeah. Projector. Mm-hmm. Um, and had kind of ground to a halt on Instagram. And then um, I guess kind of like in January where, um, 
you know, I got these dual roles. I, I was I was still editor in chief of GQ Style, became creative director of GQ, and yeah. thought like, um, I basically think that social media, the best people I know on social media, except for for certain savants that I will never be, who are just able to like seamlessly be in the flow of it. Yeah. Um, like the 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 best people I know who aren't those savants have made a decision. Yeah. They're like, I this is what I do with my Instagram. And so I made the decision that if you follow me on Instagram, like we make so much stuff between GQ and GQ style and corporate lunch and our websites, yeah. we just make a ton of stuff. Yeah. So I decided I would use it as a place to like show people who don't pick up the magazines, don't go to the websites, like a little piece of the giant pie of, of stuff that we make. Yeah. And obviously the creative director of GQ role is like all about image making. Yeah. So that's an outlet for me to like show what me and the team have been making. Yeah. So that's been like an easier situation for me of late. Yeah. Um, and then I started re using IG stories, actually um, low key using the 13 vibes. Uh, idea uh -huh. from corporate lunch yeah like i'll occasionally just essentially like do a do a 13 post ig stories yeah move mood board just a collection of vibes yeah but I, I i basically swore off i'll occasionally mix some like personal iphone photo lifestyle personal yeah. iphone photos into that yeah the, the the vibes on ig stories but for the most part like i don't do lifestyle social media yeah and i'm much happier that way yeah. I don't I think it would be better. I would have more followers, more people would know my name. Somebody would probably give me some, you know, incredible <laughs> job offer if I if I you know, or I would be like a paid influencer or something. Yeah. If I was able to like seamlessly get on those seating lists. Yeah, or look at like look at somebody like Virgil. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why these days all things have to come back to Virgil Abloh, but they do. <laughs> Virgil who he the guy is like an effortless social media user. Yeah. It's part of his genius and part of his power. Yeah. And I give it up to him. I'm like, man, that would be cool if I could be that way. I just can't. Yeah. So uh, I acknowledge that and I've like made decisions in order to sort of like manage my relationship. Yeah. But I've been through all sorts of different um, user highs and lows. Yeah. That's a funny thing about it. You're saying like you can make a decision and sometimes you, I, I feel the exact same way about, about, uh, you go through phases, I guess, you know? And yeah. I had like a moment for a while where I was just like, felt like I was just thriving on Twitter. It was just yeah. like my best work. I it was, was just, just constant like, finger oh, guns. I just couldn't. It bang, 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 bang all over the place. Pew, and I was pew. just like, I just felt like I like, I like entered into this like really natural flow and I had like That's a, a voice total momentum game and like a style it's and a just total like momentum game. The sort of taught like the way I would approach things and it's a total like fiction. Like it didn't really necessarily have too much to do with who I actually am. Yeah. I mean, it, it did. It was some version of me. But yeah. It was yeah. also just like completely faking a lot of shit just for the sake of this like fun Twitter persona that I kind of had. That's not far off of what who I really am, but is kind yeah. of like an alternate version. And that's I I feel like the people are really in the flow, that's what they have going yeah, on. That's they what you they do. have there's like this Instagram persona and yeah. they have like a really dialed relationship to it. Yeah. And there's momentum and there's flow and there's like there's in the same way that like our GQ style, there's stuff that's GQ style and there's stuff that's not. Yeah. They're like Instagram has that saying it's got a point of view and it's that's got right. things it is and things it isn't. And it's not necessarily any like meaningful reflection of their life. It's yeah. like its own life. And then that kind of will peter out and I'll just like lose the interest and then like a week will go by and I'm not tweeting and I'm just like, eh. And it's hard to get it back. And then you might find it again. You might not. Sometimes a big breakthrough for me, this is kind of going a while back and maybe this is obvious at this point. Maybe the whole thing has come this far, but is was like unfollow brands. All right. Unfollow celebrities. Except for GQ style. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> unfollow... Unfollow celebrities. Unfollow bold. celebrities that don't post themselves or aren't like actually like interacting. Like John yeah, Mayer is yeah, a good yeah. example. Like follow John Mayer. That Hell he's yeah. like because he's on you, their crush. Talk if, about flow. If you think he's interesting, exactly. <laughs> like then you know follow friend of the pod John Mayer. Follow friend of the pod. I like what Jonah Hill's done since. Obviously he's promoting. He's like gearing up. He's to, gearing up to for his movie. Promote yeah. mid nineties, but like 
he's kind of turned it into a photo album of candid. It's pretty just like pictures of him with famous people with a nice caption yeah. about them or whatever. But like, you know, like we even out. his was awkward at first though. You're yeah, like, uh, where are we going, bro? But now he's he's kind of like caught a wave. It may, thinking about this makes me wonder, like maybe accounts should just be temporary. Like, should I just when when you lose the wave, just delete it, and then when you come back, start again. Will your will your handle still be there? I don't know. Sometimes like the legacy. No, I don't. Like, Somebody could snatch that. Sometimes I feel. But you could you could squat on. You could just delete all your content and squat on it. Yeah. And then come back with new idea. Like Instagram launched in 2010, I think. That's it was eight incredible. years ago. I don't know. Does that seem like a long time? I can't decide. It, it seems like not long enough and way too long. And I don't really remember when I signed up for it, but pretty early on, around then. Yeah. Like, do you ever wonder about, or do, what is the thinking about what the future holds for all this stuff? Will it just be gone one day and we'll look back and be like, oh, we used to have that thing. Oh, totally. And now it's I just- think about that. I think about that because, well, one of the great things about hip hop rap music is that it's so a product of the moment yeah and can only be good when done that way basically yeah um and so when drake's like rapping about like follows and mentions and right you know stuff like that or um i mean it's ever present like instagram is just like a a topic of of rap music yeah like what is that gonna sound like because because in theory we're you know um in some cases, some of these guys are making music that is still going to be listened to and relevant 20, 30, 40 years ago. Yeah. And that is going to be a hilarious time capsule. When Just, people are rapping about, like, selfies and mentions and <laughs> likes and, like, ats and stuff. But, I mean, this is the history of, like, you know, think about think about when we were in, like, late high school, early college, burgeoning internet. Yeah. You know, AOL Instant Messenger. And I am Napster, you know, yeah. dead yeah. platforms. Yeah. The the history is littered with dead platforms, man. So absolutely, like there's no way there's no way like you it's know, not gonna last forever. You're there's no way the children of corporate lunch are gonna like have Instagram accounts. This is why they you will need certainly to, have some sort of next generation of it. This is why you need to be sure to nourish and bolster your personal brand, yeah, both online and off. Yeah, that's right, and it needs to be cl- pl- platform agnostic. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you need to be able to flow over changing platform. Who landscape. are you when this? If you take it all away, if you sign out, who? What are you left with? You know, I've been. The part of what I meant is um, I have an ever-evolving relationship as a user. I mean, not as a not not as a poster. Yeah. As like a consumer. Yeah. Of um, social media. Yeah. And there are definitely times when like I'm hotter on I'm going to Twitter first versus Instagram first. But there was a period earlier this year where I realized that I was kind of like melting in a, a late hour, deep in the uh, deep in the night. Yeah. On Instagram, pretty much every night. Yeah. And I had like a little bit of a hollow, sick feeling. Yeah. Now, hopefully, my um, my uh, soapbox speech about like these just being um, platforms with functionality and not being um, positive or negative things uh, abides through this through this uh, topic of conversation. But I I was like in a negative place with it. Yeah. I'm not saying Instagram is bad. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. saying I had developed this weird thing. Right. And I would look up and like an hour and 20 minutes would, would have melted yeah. in a flash. And your face feels weird. My, my eyes felt weird. <laughs> yeah. My face feel weird. My heart, my gut, it yeah. all felt really weird. Yeah. And I realized I needed to like revise. Yeah. You know, you know, cause you, you kind of said, and I feel like you, like, you know, you can't like, I'm smarter than like whatever the hooks are for the yeah. iPhone and the platform. Right. Except I had gotten hooked, you know? Yeah. And um, so you have to, like, be ready to – I don't know. I feel like it require the one thing it does require is constant assessment and analysis. Yes. Like, where am I at with this? How is it making me feel? Yeah. And what am I gaining versus what am I sacrificing? Yeah. And how can I revise the terms? Yeah. You know the, like, um, the term agreements? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you need your own personal term yeah, agreements. Yeah, check the box. With all of these – Yeah. And, and and you have to just be constantly looking at it. Um, you know, on the whole, I think it's the right thing for me to be, like, on Instagram and Twitter. Right. To have accounts, to, to keep them active. You don't feel compelled to do the the diet, the, like, freeze yourself out, cold turkey. People love to do this thing where it's like, I got off social media for a year. Yeah. 
And man, now and I'm happy. Like, oh, really, dog? Okay, solved well, all my problems. Yeah, I, that could be true, and I like totally support that. But also, like, maybe you had a ridiculously stupid yeah, relationship you, to social media if that on? was the, like the one thing that was keeping you from happiness. I try to remember things like like one of my habits is I follow editors and writers, partly because it's the business I'm in, so I feel connected to sort of my people and what's going on with them, and then. Partly because I feel like, you know, you want to follow the people who make the content, not the, like, people who host it, right, yeah. necessarily. But sometimes I find that I'm like, damn, I follow all these writers, but I never read their shit. I just read their tweets. Yeah, yeah And then totally. it's, they're like, you know, I just have a simple moment of just being like, oh, I got to log, log off and just go, like, read a long article. Just, yeah. like, really give myself a break and be like, let me go read the New Yorker article I've been, like, thinking about re- reading. Re- reading 74 layers yeah, of takes yeah. on. Yeah, and, like, that's just a thing that I have to, like really actively sort of like stop recalibrate be like okay let me extract myself from this stream and sit still and sink myself into something read something that's why i'm here that's the premise that's sort of like if i were to say like why why am i on twitter it's like well because this is how i find things that are that that i then kind of interact with in a more meaningful way but if it becomes that twitter's just the thing i'm interacting with in a meaningful way then i'm not ultimately right. doing the then thing. you're not engaged in any way yeah i'm not there for the reason that i sort of supposedly you're just skimming the for. social surface and that's another thing if you're like this is just entertainment but if that's the case like f- you know 15 minutes is plenty not more three hours that. yeah yeah um americans were once said to watch five hours of tv a day oh yeah i wonder what our social media account is i'm sure that's just a google away but uh, but i bet it's in the i bet it's like three hours five I w- hours i would not want to know I think my I might too whatever it is for me it's too much for sure. I'm I'm hesitant to go here but I'm just going to go here anyway. Yeah. I'm throwing caution to the wind. Yeah. For me the antidote to to like whatever feelings positive or negative social media may be instilling in us whatever effects we might be getting from you know like radiation to attention to deficit disorder or whatever from our uh you know like cultural broader cultural addiction to the iPhone. Like to me Ah, I don't want to sound preachy. I'm really hesitant, but you have to have some sort of like spiritual or mindfulness practice. In addition, you mean? I just think I would say, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I said, I'm sort of making my own skin crawl because it's like one step away from saying like <laughs> you need to be saved by Jesus. Yeah. But I'm just saying like if you don't have like some sort of like internal analysis practice, yeah. what, whatever that might mean for you. Where you can get some like real distance, yeah, from the drama in your life, the drama coming through your iPhone, yeah, all this stuff, uh, and you know whatever that might be, like you could tell me it's your like nightly skate sesh or whatever. I'm yeah. not saying you have to do this, that, or the other, but if you don't have some way of like just separating you from yourself and all this stuff, yeah, then I think it's like dangerous territory and if you do whatever that thing may be i mean there's a there i have a few different ways that i that i that i sort of force myself slash choose to to put my phone down for two hours and do another thing that other thing is ends up being just incredible if it's like a pickup basketball game or a yoga class yeah. or going skateboarding or like a long bike ride yeah. <laughs> whatever it is but you long know those things the where you're like damn i couldn't i didn't even have act, i couldn't be on the phone like t- Probably that thing that you're doing instead is awesome and is way better. Yeah. But I guess, you know, we're just left with a lot of time in our day when it's just too available. But, yeah, you need to balance it. Yeah. You need to just make sure you're, like, canceling it out somehow. Maybe not canceling or, it out. Or, but, or, uh, or just in having, in, like, a in a, having a mindful relationship to it. Yeah. Where you're, like, you're not mindlessly succumbing to whatever it is it's doing to you and whatever it's making you feel and and all of the stuff that that this kind of interaction stirs up yeah. i basically can't bear when people are like social media man is changing the world yeah connectivity yeah yeah we're making the planet <laughs> a better place that like whole silicon valley yeah what for me is like um social they're, what they're really looking for is scale which leads to valuation right. and disguising it as the the greater good. Right. Fuck that. Yeah, of course. The other thing I can't really stand for are people who are like, you know, social media is the devil, the iPhone is the devil. Like that's it's on all of us to like have a meaning to develop a meaning real meaningful, workable, healthy relationship to all these things. Yeah. 
Um, how do you approach your your? Have you made decisions about Instagram? Um, in what in what in terms of what's in there? Like this is what I do on Instagram feed. This is kind of my vibe on IG stories, or is it like a constantly evolving feel? It's constantly evolving. Well, I guess if I were to if I were to characterize it, it's a I do not want it to ever feel like I'm trying too hard or 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 that like that the deliberate decision is a little it, bit like I don't want this to feel too deliberate. I'm not going to be that guy. Yeah. Who's I'm like, not, check out my new sneakers, man. Yeah. I just skated a sesh. Yeah. Look at my vacation. <laughs> Have you ever had a mochatino? Either that or it's got my face in it, or uh, <laughs> mochaccino. It's a latte with my face in it. Check out this chaga, or I don't want to be have it feel like it's an art directed thing. Yeah, um, because th- that to me is just weird. Yeah, and uh, I'm not trying to like be noticed. In fact, I I often I have uh, not a ton of followers, but more followers than people I know personally, and. Um, will often feel like I don't have a ton of followers, but I do n- have more followers than anyone I know. <laughs> <laughs> I often think no, I- we, Sam. We need a button that's just like when somebody when somebody unwittingly just stunts. We just need to like trigger something. Launch the rockets. Yeah, or something better. Anyway, where were we? Um, we were talking about my abundant uh, and following? engaged, loving following. <laughs> my, my thing is like, if people unfollow because this post is like off-brand or weird for them, then good. You know, like I'd rather. Par- Sometimes I get weirded out. I'm like, why don't why aren't my followers all people I know and my account is private and this whole thing is just a a personal. Give me a break, dude. You're a taste god. This yeah, is no, how it goes. I have I have shit to share with the world. Yeah, that's right. But I guess I think of it as as like. I do think like I want this to represent like what I think is cool and what my world is like, and yep. I deliberately leave out things that I think are uncool. Yep. Like pictures of my meals, or uh, like really braggy pictures of my like vacations and yep. things and stuff. But then I throw that stuff in there, but I guess I sort of think like, yeah, I'll like d- downplay this thing. Maybe a little IG stories wouldn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, maybe you know this. Actually, maybe I will throw the sunset up and see what kind of engagement it gets. You think about... Hey, how deep do you go into the, um, you know, you can see who looked at your IG stories? How much analysis do you do of your own stories engagement? Um, I look. I look at the number. Don't lie to me, dog. I I like to do the thing where you look and you can see when, like, if you stack a bunch of stories together, you can see when someone 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 stopped stopped looking When they pulled the plug. I know, it's... Dude, my wife was sitting next to me the other day, and she's looking at stories, and she just straight swiped through all my whole story block. And I was like, uh, you, you don't want to watch any of those clips? I mean, there's some good tricks in there. <laughs> so. She was like, she watched the first one and was like, oh, it's a skate session, yeah. then skipped. She was like, Meh. Yeah, totally. So, man, there's that means if your wife does it, there's not, you know, you I can't. Was like, unfollow me. You can't get hurt by anybody else doing it. A weird thing about it being let's just say we're all eight years deep in Instagram. Probably we're not exactly, but we're some number of years uh, with some high level of engagement and hours spent doing this thing, which is like, you know, that's practice. Like we're all yeah experts. Like the amount, it's funny you ask like, well, what's the sort of strategy? What's my thinking? And my gut reaction is like, ah, no, no strategy. I just throw stuff up there. But yeah. then in reality, it's like, no, what? I've been doing this for years. <laughs> I've honed like some very, like just thinking about it now, like, it's not a real uh, deliberate thought process necessarily, but it's definitely there. Like there must I, be some principles in there that you are abiding yeah, by. Yeah, you don't do something for that long without developing like a sense of it. Uh, I mean, that's the fact that you just said we've been doing this for eight years is really interesting because I think that would be a good way to like have have a check in about it. Yeah, like okay, you just I have put eight years. I think I got on Instagram the year it it must. I was I've got my own name, man. I must have been on there early. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was on there in 2010. Yeah. So I've done this more. I've I've given some time to this almost every day for eight years. Yeah. Worth it. Hard to say. For me, for sure. Yeah. Definitely worth it. Yeah. I can name all kinds of reasons why. Yeah. I'm gonna vibe one of the reasons why. Yeah. But um, but man, that you have to like sometimes you got to stop, clear the decks, and like take stock in a real way. Like, damn, every day for eight years. You know what I have not done every day for the last eight years? Uh, um, look at yourself in the mirror and say that I love you. 
I haven't done that every day for eight years. Yeah. I haven't exercised every day for eight years. Yeah. I haven't called my mom every day for eight years. Yeah. But I've looked at Instagram every day for eight years. I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just saying that's true. Yeah. And that's for me to un- unpack, to and, decode. Yeah, and part of it is like, you know, it's it's uh, uh, technology. It's just the way we live. Yeah. And it's if you if you try to me it would be a greater effort to try to live without it than it is to live with it yep and not worth it yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i i don't feel that doesn't make me feel bad or anything i think other people might feel uncomfortable about that and i think it's tight if you have like a contrarian bone and you're like no i live without social media yeah some people that's like their you know if all of this is an exercise in like self-branding yeah that's like their brand and their self-conception and you know god bless them yeah me, my brand is to have an ongoing tortured relationship with social media <laughs> that's completely unsatisfying for all involved. One thing I will say about it is when I write an article uh, that gets published, yep. I feel compelled. It is irresistible for me to post that about that. Absolutely, on, on you should do that. That's why people are following you. I think that would be one thing that I would not, that I, it's hard for me to imagine not having people come up to me and they say look man gq style is a really special thing it's like really magical print publication you shouldn't give it away online yeah don't put it on the internet and don't instagram all the best photos people say that yeah all several with with some frequency yeah and i'm like so that what so that it can like sit on a newsstand and we just like pray yeah that the people who would want it find it yeah. like absolutely not yeah like it's it's ludicrous for you to have a twitter account write a story and not tweet it yeah people are following you because they want to see your shit yeah and likewise when i you know i love when people come up to me and say gq style is a really special thing man you should like preserve the print product or sell more magazines yeah i'm like man that is an awesome thing for you to have said thank you so right, mu- right. thank you so much excuse me i have to go now we have to put <laughs> <laughs> i have to finish the headline f- to put this article online and we need to gram the story we need to gram all the photos that's just the way it is i yeah. want people to see your shit i don't care if they you know buy yeah. gq style to, like absolutely subscribe yeah don't listen to our pod and not support our shit but we got to keep gramming it man that's where the culture's at you want to get into some vibes or what yeah yeah, i'm ready to vibe you want to kick it off yeah Uh, i'll kick it off because i got one that directly relates all right um i found a dude i think i'm i'm 99% sure it was via um aquarium drunkard you know aquarium drunkard no aquarium drunkard is a um a music blog okay that got a serious xm uh on xmu uh. on serious xm they have a show yeah it's really good okay they're like they're heads not grateful deadheads they just like deep dives on good music both past and present and I followed them on Instagram, and they were, like, posting a mix or something, and it had this, the, the art was this really dope collage. Mm-hmm. And so I tapped, yeah, and at Heavy Hymns, H-Y-M-N-S, like hy- hymnals, mm-hmm. Heavy Hymns came up. Yeah. And I linked through to his yeah. gram. Yeah. And then I saw a bunch of dope collages. Yeah. So I DM'd him. Uh-huh. And I said, it, it, it said in his bio line that he lives in L.A. Uh-huh. And I said, yo, dude, work is dope can i come by yeah and he was like yeah man come by his name's michael hints mm-hmm. he's a collage artist uh-huh. in los angeles i cruise by he's got this sweet little garage studio set up and i bought some collages from him that's so cool meaningful real life interaction that facilitated by facilitated just fully only due to instagram yeah um I got some dope pieces for a good price. Yeah. He was stoked. I was stoked. Everybody was stoked. I told a friend who bought a piece. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like um, positivity straight from the ground, straight off the ground, pure positivity. And check out Michael Hintz at Heavy Hymns. He might melt melt your eye. Your mind's <laughs> He might melt your mind's eye. Um, I have one. I was reluctant. Or if you don't go, sorry. Yeah. Pardon the interruption. If you don't, Go check out Heavy Hymns. Find a somebody cool who yeah. makes somebody cool on yeah. IG. DM them. Go meet them in person. Yeah, and have a um, exchange. Find something, have an energy exchange. Find something that inspires you. 
Just don't um, DM me asking me about shit I talked about on the pod. Oh, man. Hey, what was the name what, of those shorts what, that what you was, vibed? What, what, was the, what was the T-shirt you mentioned in episode six? Yeah, this is not Instagram stories. The pod does not go away. <laughs> Homie, listen. Re-listen. Re-listen. I don't true. remember. Or ask Sam Hine. <laughs> Send all DMs about credits and other questions. No, if you're, uh, looking, if you're looking to engage about corporate launch, you just got to at Noah V. Johnson. <laughs> Any question, no yeah. matter how high or how low. I'm here for you. Or just come to Greenpoint. You'll, you'll find me. <laughs> Um, I, I have one. I actually wasn't even thinking about this in these terms, but I recently bought a beauty product uh, that I was going to share because I like it. Cool. I bought it because I saw it on Instagram. Sick. It's called Everyday Oil. Face? I don't know. All-purpose skin oil. Just rub it all it's over every, yourself? It's like coconut oil and olive oil and all these pressed vegetable oils, and it has Palo Santo and lavender in it, which I thought would smell nice. Yeah, and? It does. It smells nice. <laughs> I don't really know. I'm still, I don't really know what to do with it. I now have it. I sort of use it like a lotion. I rub it around. I put it on my, like after I've been skating some sun, put it on my face, my neck. I don't do anything like kinky with it. Will's looking at me like. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, that's actually But you not, could, I think. That, I think it's probably oh, safe sure, for sure, all sorts of yeah, activities. It's just a bunch of vegetables. But I saw herbs. someone I follow. I don't even remember who. I wish I could call it out. Someone Dude, posted I wasn't this looking at you like uh, like you do kinky stuff with it, although, you know, God bless you. The um, I was just looking at you because you were like, I found this great beauty product, like a really modern man, and then you went into like, I don't know, man, I, r- I rub it around. <laughs> I don't know how to say what I, I do don't, with it. No, I just got it. I no, don't have a routine Okay, yet. let me ask you this. How yeah. expensive is it and how big is the bottle? Because to me, lo- the like price and size of the bottle sort of leads the way on how much of it you use i bought the smallest one and it was 22 bucks and the bigger one was 24 or 40 something so it's small it's um two two ounces or something okay so to me that means you can't like just no it's like when i get out of the shower i rub jojoba oil all over myself Uh, but you get more of that stuff which is yeah that's an affordable oil and then i have a more expensive thing that's for my face i think that stuff is in this product i just bought i bet it is it could be the base oil i'm I'm on i'm still on a little a tiny little dab in the palm and a little rub on the little dab will do you yeah Um, what's it called again everyday oil everyday oil but it, it was just fully like someone posted on instagram and then i clicked i tapped and clicked to the thing and then i was like this has an interesting vibe copped and I just bought a little bottle of it. Meaningful, meaningful interaction, IRL interaction yeah. source from the gram. Supported an independent oil maker. Um, I'm going to continue with the uh, with the app based vibing um, that has meaningful IRL uh, connotations. Drag City Records. Yeah. Now streaming. This is a huge deal for me. What so, happened? Drag City is a Chicago-based record label. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill Callahan, Smog, yeah. Bonnie Prince, Billy, um, all kinds. Joanna Newsom, all kinds of amazing artists um, since the '90s have come out via Drag City Records. Yeah. It's one of those like curated record labels. I used to, uh, I used to just buy stuff on spec because Drag just City had put it out. They put out, yeah. Um, they, for the longest time, had held off the streaming services. That's right. And are recently coming off it. Like, Will Oldham, a.k.a. Palace, Palace Music, Bonnie Prince Billy. Yeah. He's like, I've spent as much time listening to Will Oldham as maybe anybody but Outcast and the Grateful Dead yeah. in my life. It was not available on streaming. That's right. So yeah. that was causing me, like, serious, that was, like, actually um, uh, prob- causing my, me life problems. Yeah. Like, one of the people I listen to most could not listen on the handheld device now his catalog is being rolled out one album per week amazing starting with palace is the beginning right yeah is it going chronological or is it i believe it seems to be um so this is just life-changing stuff for me how far in are we are we is it week one now or is it no no we're several weeks in several weeks yeah a bunch of joints are up there so um you know there was a like I don't have that stuff on CD anymore. I got rid of all my CDs. Yeah. I have it all on vinyl, yeah. although some of the vinyl is packed away. Yeah. So I was like, basically, wasn't listening to any Will Oldham, and now I'm back. That's so. If awesome. you're not familiar with Drag City Records, I couldn't recommend it anymore. If you haven't listened to Bonnie Prince Billy, this is couldn't recommend it anymore. Really make me want to listen to Will Oldham. This my is, Spotify is just so much more relevant now. This is a real travesty when this happens. My domestic partner was complaining the other day because she threw away all of her CDs, as many people did, uh, whatever, 10 years ago, including her collection of Aaliyah CDs. Yep. 
Aaliyah doesn't stream. Yep. And so she, now she's just Aaliyah-less. Yeah. And she's devastated. So if you got any Aaliyah CDs, send them to me. And I'll... No, you're a technologically savvy domestic <laughs> no, partner. We can't I think figure you it can out. help her out. We can't figure it out. I well, tried to download them, and there's like no good versions. I don't know, man. Stream it off YouTube I tried. Um, I have a quick, uh, the next vibe is going to be a music recommendation. I have no hot takes for you regarding Kanye West and Ye or, <laughs> or um, Kids See Ghost uh, because I've been listening to Tierra Whack instead ever since they came out. She's amazing. amazing. She's like a... 22 year old rapper from philly and she put out a 15 track album called whack world each song is one minute long have you heard it or nope checked it out at all it's super unusual she mixes tons of styles she sings and raps her ass off the music is incredible it's sort of everything like from kind of like trap music to like slow r&b jams to like weird southern country stuff it has like a slight frank ocean flavor in my opinion just in the like style meld that's sort of happening yep. super kind unique broad mood uh it's 15 minutes long 15 songs there's a visual component that i haven't even dipped into yet but um it's to me it's like i i haven't even listened to the new kanye stuff that much because this one is so good have you heard kids see ghosts i've i've listened through it but i didn't it didn't i haven't i jammed, just i haven't jammed it yet moved right back to tierra whack um i'm taking it back to instagram today okay carrie james marshall who's the artist that um Puffy bought his painting yeah. for twenty one million. Shout out, friend of the pod. Um, Both Puffy and Carrie James Marshall. He had a. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about um, just making stuff. Um, big part of what we do here is just make stuff, including this pod. We're making stuff right now. Um, and Carrie James Marshall had a, a Instagram caption today, and it just moved moved me. This has been like my life vibe of late. He said, don't think about making art, just get it done. Let everyone else decide if it's good or bad, whether they love it or hate it. While they are deciding, make even more art. There you go. Presented without commentary. Um, next vibe, another legend, Tony Hawk. Yeah, Birdman. Tony Hawk is the Birdman. He's 50 years old or 55. What is he? He's 50. He put out a video part recently where he did 50 tricks for his 50th birthday. Uh, yeah, he just had his 50th birthday party. Yeah. The homie Atiba was posting photos That's from right. it. That's yeah. right. I don't know why I thought 55. Anyway, so he was on. I've talked about the Nine Club podcast. It's the Big Skate podcast before. he. The most recent episode is, is Tony Hawk. Who hosts it? It's uh, Chris Roberts and Kelly Hart. Two skaters host it. But they're really good. They're, it's, it's pretty charming. So there's like a two and a half hour uh, Tony Hawk interview that just went up. Damn, two point five hours. Yeah, and uh, they just they just go because they really nerd out. They get into like take yeah. us through like making this video and like yeah. how did this trick go down and all this stuff. And Tony Hawk is just a super rad guy. Like has had a hell of a career. He talks really openly about like you know having contracts with Doritos and you know like how he made his money in skateboarding uh -huh. and kind of like his whole narrative is basically he was never cool. When he was a kid, he was a nerd. When he skated, his style was considered whack. When he got super famous, that was uncool. He took big endorsements. <laughs> you know, like he was never done. He's always that is so tight. Like he's always been the greatest ever, but he's never been cool. And he yeah. totally knows it and he doesn't give a shit. That is super inspiring. He made a billion fucking dollars on video games and he puts all of it, let's just say, back into skateboarding. He's built th like a thousand skate parks around the world. He's just the best dude of all time. But so the big thing is, of course, his Tony Hawk video game. Yeah. Which made him insanely rich and famous. And at one point, they were like, they were like, so how much money did you make from this video game? And you don't think Tony Hawk's going to like yeah. spill the beans. But he's like, let me just tell you this. He's like, when it first got big, we were about to release the third or fourth game. And my contact at, uh, PlayStation, whatever it is. Yeah. His contact calls him and takes him out to lunch, and they go have lunch, and the guy's like, look, man, we're about to drop the next game. These other three games are still like in the top ten of the yeah. video game charts right now. Uh, things are changing, and gives him a check on the spot for $4 million. And like, <laughs> this Tony Hawk is just telling the story, and now $4 million, that's not like Diddy money. You know, like yeah. He's not actually a billionaire, but for like, like that's, a, that's a skateboarder just sitting there at lunch yeah. with this dude, and he... And That's like a, one of many of the checks and I think, yeah, related to exactly. these games. The context of the story was like, this is just a, this is just a, a taste, little taste of where we're headed. So I wonder who bought lunch. Um, Hopefully the agent. Shout out Tony Hawk and Riley Hawk, who both have been featured uh, in an amazing story styled by Mobilaji in GQ style. Um, 
Dude, what shout out Mobilaji. We haven't we even have we need to have Balaji back he on the pod. He should be back on. He's killing it lately. Guys, it's a wrap for the Larry Bird episode of Corporate Lunch. We love you. We mean it. We'll see you real soon. Have a meaningful engagement with your life today.